Hi everyone, Macca 19 here from the Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast and Port Fan Radio. You are listening here to the first in a new mini podcast series here on Port Fan Radio titled Macca's Takeaway, sponsored by Soto's Fish Shop in Semaphore. Macca's Takeaway will be a five minute podcast leaving you with five talking points from the weekend that will be crucial to our season. A big thanks to Nick off Big Footy for this idea, we're going to run with it. The first takeaway this week, can the real Stevie Motlop please stand up? Stephen Motlop came to the club as part of our big recruitment push at the end of the 2017 season, and whilst his name will forever be enshrined in Port Adelaide lore thanks to his last-minute heroics in Showdown 44, it's fair to say he is under-delivered in his time at the club. Does he still have a spot in the first 22 at Port Adelaide? His performance against Brisbane suggests yes. If he can play like that, he will get a game every week for sure. A 22-touch, three-goal, best-on-ground performance was fantastic to see from someone who looked so unfit for much of 2019. If Connor Rosie is to spend more time in the midfield, then Stephen Motlop is the exact type of player who needs to step up and have more impact on a weekly basis, especially on the scoreboard. This performance should have sealed a spot for him in round one. Now, if he stays there, it's entirely up to him. The second takeaway for this week, can Todd Marshall become our Ashley Hansen? For those that don't remember, Ashley Hansen was a centre-half forward for West Coast in their dominant Premiership winning team in 2006. A modest player in a team filled with stars, he had an 88% win rate in West Coast back-to-back grand final seasons, including an enviable 100% record in their Premiership year. Now, he was no world beater, kicking just 17 goals in 14 games, but what he did was straighten West Coast up and gave them a genuine marking option to free up Quentin Lynch, who went on to kick 65 goals for the season. Can Marshall become this player for us? Is he likely to ever become the main focal point of this team? From what we've seen at the moment, you'd suggest not. But as a toll option, with good hands and an ability to kick goals, he needs to play each week this year and needs to become that foil for Charlie. As we know, a 75% win record suggests that when Todd plays, Port Adelaide win. The third takeaway this week, there's one Texan who'll be a success in the midfield this year and it won't be the ex-Crows captain. Now, Dan Houston didn't have his best game against Brisbane. He was sloppy, a touch slow, and made a few uncharacteristic errors in the first half. But the class that he has as a midfielder was there for all to see. And despite his poor start to the game, he still managed 22 disposals and 10 clearances. Can he become the young clearance-winning midfielder we've been screaming out for? I say yes. He is an exceptional footballer, a great leader, has the best skills in the team, and in his brief stints in the midfield in 2019, he's looked a natural there. Some adjustments to his defensive side should see him have a breakout year in 2020. The rest of the competition won't underrest him by the end of the season. The fourth takeaway for this week, can Lysard and Laddams coexist in the team together? Peter Laddams is ready. The reluctance to sign Paddy Ryder to a new contract, which saw him leave the club, proves that the club believe he is ready, and that he can have an impact in the team this year. But he has a big fella on a big contract in Scott Lyson in front of him. So the question is, can Scott and Pete coexist in the first 22 together? We've seen the club play two Ruckman last year with Lyson and Ryder, and they've shown a desire to play two Ruckman in the past as well. Whilst Ryder is more agile than Laddams, Laddams does have decent mobility, is a good mark, and is a reliable kick of the football. And he can also pinch hit up forward. The other question is, can we make it a successful partnership? 
A lot of teams have moved away from the two-ruck model since interchange restrictions entered the league. But last year's Premiers played two ruckmen in each final last year, as did other top four and Premiership threat Brisbane for the whole of last season. If Laddams can stay in the side, it provides us with plenty of options. The fifth and final takeaway for this week, will the Port Adelaide supporter base be able to cope with the loss to Gold Coast in Round 1, and what will the ramifications be? The last few seasons we've seen some surprise Round 1 wins for Port Adelaide against Sydney in 2017 and Melbourne last year in 2019. In 2020 though, will we be on the receiving end of a surprise loss against Gold Coast? They've generally started seasons pretty strongly over the last few years, winning three of the first four games last year before falling in a hole. Gold Coast have added three AFL-capable players in Brandon Ellis, Hugh Greenwood and Zach Smith to go with their young guns from the draft, Rao, Anderson, Flanders and Sharp. Throw in another preseason into Lukosius, Ben King, Will Brody, Ben Ainsworth and a fit Isaac Rankin who will debut this year and they have the raw talent now to win more games in 2020 and they will absolutely consider Port Adelaide right for the picking in round one. And whilst only a trial game, we saw how well they played as a team against Geelong on the weekend. Will Port Adelaide fans be able to cope with the loss to a team that's on an 18-game losing streak? Will it earmark the beginning of the end for Hinckley? A loss will definitely be the final straw for the anti-Hinckley brigade. Thanks for listening, everyone. Let's hope for a win against the Crows in the under-23 match on the weekend. And until next time, can the pair.